PLV Radio, Positive Living Vibrations with Sarah. Today I have Delia uh, Kisesko. I know I'm saying that wrong. She'll correct me. Uh, she's the author of The Unknown Mother and A Magical Walk into the Goddess of Sound. She specializes in transformational power of the voice to heal and connect us to our own divinity. She's passionate about the voice, be it uh, the way we use it every day to communicate, the ones we hear inside our heads, and the silent voice of wisdom. Which, uh, voices raised in song are the ones that call to awaken you. She is featured vocalist on the TLC series with Visionary Music, uh, creators of the DNA Activation Music, as well as the June 13th release, Bliss of Being, with Richard Shulman and the Pure Heart Assembly. With over 18 years' experience as a performer, teacher, and a healing facilitator, Delia blends her experience in vocal toning, sacred sound, meditation, Toltec and Bon shamanism, multidimensional music, Reiki, Tuma, Tumo, sounds horrible as a tumor, coaching <laughs> and teaching to assist clients in discovering a deeper connection to their inner truth and wisdom. She teaches workshops, she writes, she sings, she makes art and works one-to-one with clients. In other words, we're looking at another multi-talented person. Welcome to the show, Delia Love, and how are you today? Thank you. It's great to be here, and I feel great. Wonderful, wonderful. So how about you tell us a little bit more about in the way that you... Um, you teach the use of voice, and especially to do with the divinity. With the divinity? Okay. Um, to to pronounce my name correctly, yes, it's DL. <laughs> DL Fiesco. Although I love Delia. <laughs> yeah. I love Delia. I'm um, British. Everybody ends up like Delia. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I have a, a company called The Voice of Life, and through that I work in something called transformational voice work, which is all about using the voice as a tool for healing and um, really opening up what I call the vocal channel, which is an etheric tube that, um, well, it has several dimensional levels, the physical level and also etheric. And um, this channel gets locked down at some point in our lives and we lose the flexibility that we had as children. So it's about opening and restoring the fluidity of that channel and using uh, using the voice to uncover our authentic voice, the voice and the message that we came here with uh, and came to deliver and share with everyone. So in a lot of ways, permission to speak. Yes, uh, you know, I think uh, through life we get, um, you know, from the, I mean, a child comes out and they're very vocal. Mm-hmm. And as they learn to speak, they express. And then there's always, no, you can't, no, you shouldn't, no, you this, no, you that. Mm-hmm. And we, we lose that wonderful expression of our own inner voice. And, um, and we, we lose how to use it, but we also become fearful of how to use it. So I think you're, you're a permissionist. You allow people permission <laughs> to express, which is wonderful. Um, Please go a little bit more on, on, you know, the divinity and the voice within and how to be still enough or tuned out enough to hear it. You know, I had an experience with it in a place called Canyon de Chez, Arizona, which is this beautiful canyon. Um, and I was on a shamanic journey there. And we did this ceremony. And at the uh, tail end of the ceremony, 
we had been playing percussive instruments. I had been dancing in the room uh, in amidst the, the crowd of people. And I had this experience of everything turning very liquid. It was like everything, all the people, just it was Fluidity. quite scenery. And we toned at the end of that dance and, and percussion. And something, I felt something come through me, through my crown and out my mouth. And tears were pouring down my face. It was the sweetest ecstasy I'd ever experienced. And I really felt connected to that divine voice and, and allowed it to come through me. And it wasn't just my experience. There were people around me who were deeply impacted by what they heard. Um, and I knew something had happened, something quite powerful. Um, it was at that point that I began this journey of studying the you know, vocal toning and using the voice in this way. And the whole purpose, I find, um, whether people take it there or not, is that it does and can connect us to that same ecstasy that I experienced. Other people can experience it as well. Um, and let it come through. Um, and knowing this um, enlightener and, you know, knowing this for people who have heard past shows for those that don't, it's um, listening to your gut, which is where your soul entry is, and that is your soul's intellect. The soul has its own divine intellect. When that information comes to you and it's right, it then resonates with your heart, and your heart gets passionate about this information. And then it goes to your spirit, which is around your throat. And it is that spirited voice that then you can have, which then goes to your knowingness, which is the third eye. And in the knowingness, it extracts the information from the brain, all that database, in order to give you the information that you need to know at the time you need to know it. In state of this, you don't need to validate, you don't need to clarify, you don't need to explain. You simply are in that knowledge that you need to know. It's a wonderful state of being to be, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've always put the spirit around the around the voice because we would speak spiritually uh, and it's not um, spiritually it's within spirit within you know spirited conversation and um, a kind of divinity without people going too divine and getting hung up on that word right right and yes. that you can have these divine conversations without the, that pendulum being, being quite the other side it is being authentic it's being in mm-hmm. truth of what you're saying so how yes. How do you free that person's uh, spirit, that voice that they can come through them? Well, you know, let me. I'm going to back up a little bit because you're, you you had mentioned earlier about permission, mm-hmm. and you know, while people come to me a lot of the time to to get that initial permission, it's they have to give it to themselves, you know, um, and so we work in different ways. Um, uh, using breath and voice and subtle movement, so nothing, you know, nothing major, dance or anything like that. It could, it could be. Um, and we're just exploring and we're trying new things and we're, you know, I work with the vocal palate. In other words, our voice is capable of so much more um, than how we use it every day. Um, you know, when we're little children, like you said, we animate our dolls and our toys and our trucks and all of that. Um, we're very free to cry and just let it all out all at once, and then we're done with it. You know, there's that fluidity of picking up the emotion and then putting it down when you're done. Um, so it's it's using exercises that help a person return to that 
state of being very fluid and flexible, of being very experimental and playful, um, and just just seeing what's there. Do you find that probably the biggest stumbling blocks is if somebody feels, I don't want to be a fool, I don't want to look like an idiot, I don't want to... Know. Yeah, yeah. And um, Again, that comes into the permission. It's a permission to go and do whatever you're free you want to do. You're, there's no judgment here. But do you find right. that's a, an obstacle that you have to come overcome with them first? Yeah, and I think that's all about the center of body. It's it's all about our inhibitions and the things that we've been uh, programmed out of as far as our authenticity and being in the world fully and completely. Um, I, I believe that our voice, as you mentioned, you play spirit here, um, that our voice is what gives a thrust to what we desire. Helps us manifest when we can express very clearly what it is we desire. So we have a lot of cleansing and purifying to do in this center so that it functions the way it was meant to. I mean, you know, when you think about it, um, a song, singers are so revered because of the way that they can express an emotion, you know, something that's going on in someone's life. and how we relate to it and personalize it, and how the, those voices are so spiritually uplifting to it. Um, and that we forget that the speaking voice, our own speaking voices, can be just as uplifting and soothing and beautiful in their own answer. That, uh, and that we can even burst that into song if we want to. Highly <laughs> <laughs> recommended. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter if you can't sing. If that's the way you want to express, do it. Because that's what's wanting to come out of you. Um, you know you know a difference between a singer that just happens to be a great technical singer and those that just go right for the heart, the soul, and, uh, you know, turn you inside out in a wonderful way and become those storytellers of your pain or your triumph. And uh, we need to be afraid of that and that we can find it in our storytelling mm-hmm. of our lives. And that's, again, that permission to speak to one's own self. So you help people find that voice and you take various exercises. Touch a little more on the breathing. I know that breathing um, is a hard one. I am, I have found that hard you know, as a public speaker and radio speaker. Um, as one sort of Toastmasters said, you said a lot, and you said it very quickly. And my comment was, this, but I had so much to say in such a short period of time. And he said, but you seem to do it without any breath. <laughs> <laughs> very often we forget that, that we need to incorporate that breathing. And it's not just a question so we can get the lungs working and, it, and the articulation out, but how much it comes into play in finding that divinity or that that voice within being still. Do you like to touch on the breathing exercises more? Sure. Um, you know, breathing is inspiration. It's, it's, it's all about the breath and spirit. So if we are, uh, you know, if we're not breathing and supporting what we're saying or singing with the breath, then we're not able to communicate the energy of that spirit. So, yeah, breathing is very important. And people tend to develop bad habits at very young ages. And then they stick with those habits throughout their life without even realizing that they're not breathing fully and completely. Um, And really, 
the other thing that breathing does is that it, it brings, it helps us bring us back to the moment. So that we can have those, um, those periods of silence, like you said, where we can actually listen and hear. Um, Hazrat Inyat Khan is a Sufi master that I just read a lot about. He's, he's, you know, just kind of my king. <laughs> um, he talks about the, the three levels of the breath and that each level of the breath has a different impact on the world around us. So we have that air that goes in and out of our nose and that has a certain impact. Then we have the air that comes in and out of our mouth, which of course reaches further out into the universe. But then we have audiated or, um, what does he call it? I'm not sure if it's going to come to me. Um, but, um, a more vitalized, vitalized breath that is, um, charged with the voice. And that carries an even more powerful impact out into the world. Because of the projection. Because of the projection. The yeah. If you look at yeah. any meditative, um, it doesn't matter whether you're into yoga or EFT, and it doesn't matter, any a single one of them, um, in your singing, coaching, in dancing, in, in, in sports, breath comes first. If we don't have breathe properly, we can't pace ourselves. We're not getting the right oxygen in there. Um, that is to do with the action. But again, in any of the meditative practices, the breathing is important to have you been still. You know, still enough to, to tap into whatever you need to tap into. And I think people are in such a hurry today. Do you find this with your clients? Well, tell me, what do I need to do? What exercises? Can I have homework? Or this or that? And it's like... I think the hardest thing, yeah, be still, (laughs) do nothing, just breathe. What do you mean just doing this? They should be doing that. Tuning people down to being in themselves, being in that breath, listening to their breath, you know, breathing in and out and going with it. And it is a challenge. I know how how much of a challenge do you find with uh, having to get your people to get there? Well, you know, it's a challenge for me. Yeah. So <laughs> I relate. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, you know, fortunately, I have these practices that are very supportive of me, and I just make myself and always. I'm very glad I do. Um, yeah, I, you know, I actually have been very fortunate to have clients who uh, seem to understand that uh, it isn't always about, you know, uh, achieving lots and lots of little actions um, all at once. They're, they seem to be very patient. Um, they seem to trust the process. I've been very blessed in that regard. Yes, very, very. I've got different kind of times. <laughs> <laughs> I want it yesterday. My students, <laughs> some of my, some of my, uh, when I was a teacher, you know, my students would always, okay, I want to be done with it. <laughs> yes, next. <laughs> um, yes, that, the the, uh, the gift of the now is in the present. I think is something that people find very hard to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, when they do and they get that moment, then it's suddenly like the world stops and they're so in their presence mm-hmm. and it's wonderful to find. Um, you often mostly deal with, with adults, but do you work with children? I haven't worked with children. So, um, I mean, obviously, obviously it's a choice of yours, but would you say that just looking at children for say to adults, that they're so much more ready to kind of go down this journey and this road and, you know... Um, have you ever found, even with your adults, that somebody comes in, I can't sing, I'm just doing this, you know, to free my voice, and then suddenly you find this amazing voice in there that's yeah. aligned and that's come out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's not just about the voice for a lot of these people. Um, 
a lot of people come to me and find their art, whether it's poetry or painting or writing, you know, whatever. Um, they just find their means of expression. So it isn't always about singing for them. Um, and, you know, I, I, I have a background in elementary education, so I have worked with children in that way. And I would say that they are definitely ready, um, much more um, flexible and exploratory. They're, they're, they don't have the same ingrained um, belief system, <laughs> you, you know, so they're a little more flexible. Yes, and it's, it's wonderful to, to see, you know, how far they can go. And, and it's sad that society kind of loses it, you know, and, and uh, if we embrace that, imagine a much happier world is. Um, you know, breathing and divinity is one thing, and, and the voice and, and singing is, is another. I, I think might, some people might find um, a little harder to grasp is the, the everyday speaking voice in speaking and divinity. And it's like, well, isn't there a place for it? Like you go to church on Sunday. And that's where your divinity voice should be. And they didn't realize that it's a voice that's with you day in and day out. And, you know, finding that it's in your, it's in the authenticity of everything that you say, everything that you articulate, speaking in that spirit. Nice. Um, do you find that something that, uh, you know, people might find a harder time to grasp as it is something that they use all the time? I think there are so many levels of this work and the way it reveals itself. You know, as people start to do these exercises, they do realize, oh my gosh, this isn't just about my breathing and my singing. It's about the words that I choose to use every day. It's about the letters that are composing the words that I speak. Everything holds that energy and resonance. So, you know, if I, if I may, I want to talk about the 10 gates of sound, which are part yes, please do. that I wrote. Um, the, the ten gates of sound take us through each of these elements that kind of holistically approach the voice. And the, the first gate being the vocal channel, which is like the physical apparatus of the voice and how that works. It includes the tongue and the vocal cords and what I call the angle of power, which is this, you know, the, the energy kind of our exchange with the outside world. It goes through the mouth into the back of the throat and it would hit and then head down at a 90 degree angle. That angle is what provides uh, a very um, precise laser-like delivery of our message when this is clear. So that's the first gate. The second gate is the breath, which we've talked about. Um, The third gate moves into letters and the energies that letters carry. And we can actually program the letters to carry energies that we desire. So in other words, we can work with the alphabet and say, well, the letter A is always going to represent the energy of Amen or Alleluia or, um, you know, words that start with A that mean something to us. And we can then program every word we ever speak with the energy of that letter. Um, so then we move into the energy of words, and there's a lot of cleaning to do in this area mm-hmm. because we we get so easily triggered by the meaning of words. Yeah. So we start to clean up our words. We redefine words that trigger us. Uh, we become more conscious of our use of things like yes and no, mm-hmm. uh, which we kind of lose power over at some yeah. point. And um, from there, we go into um, the ability to retell our stories so that we're no longer the victims, but the heroes of our own journey. 
Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big piece of um, the the work. That's the aha moment. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to keep telling the same old stories that we've been telling. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and then we move into listening and deepening our levels of listening, so that we're not just hearing with our ears, but we're hearing our entire bodies and hearing the sounds that are not just in our physical environment, but of course, our inner sounds, and also the sounds of the divine of inspiration. And uh, that moves into the science of vibration and how vibration works and impacts our bodies, and we're constantly being impacted by sound. And that goes into the practice of vocal toning, which moves into the practice of, of authentic voice or true voice which is, you know, it's finding and recovering that authentic voice, the voice that contains and holds all the power to really inspire and infuse our message with energies that that, that help other people. That is wonderful. I mean, it's... Um, uh it encompasses some of the stuff that I do, but I work more from personality um, and, you know, understanding your personality, your dreams. Uh, I mean, you are actually a diva. You are somebody who is a, a dreamer who inspires vision into aspiration. And that makes you a diva. We're born that way uh, because children are constantly dreaming, being inspired, seeing the visions mm-hmm. and possibilities and aspiring to be something in life. And again, along the line of society with its linearism starts beating that out of us and people lose those dreams and then as adults seek that journey to find that voice again, that dream, that permission to to um, explore their own possibilities in life. And and so I love what you're doing with that, you know, with the breaking down of the voice and the again the word permission constantly comes back in there because we we were just told so much that we don't have a voice in life. And it is finding that authentic voice within it. What is the teachings of society, of our family upbringing, of the expectations of life? And what is the real voice that's speaking within us that we need to hear? And it's a process that people have to go through, isn't it? It's that you have to break it down so that you can, out of the noise and the crowd or the choir, hear your own voice. And, and is it your voice of your own fear or is, is it the divine voice speaking to you and guiding you forward into your own light so a beautiful work that you're doing we're going to take a, a minute break here so if you hang 10 folks and we'll be back in right a moment welcome back everybody we're talking with a British Delia um, <laughs> <laughs> we are talking to, but um, in England should be called Delia for sure. Um, we're talking about uh, your voice, the freedom, the permission, and the expression of it coming from your divine self. And um, a word we haven't hit on yet, which we're going to hit on in this half hour, is harmony. Uh, you know, when people think voice, they think of harmonizing, that the right tone is going to come out. Uh, and here's a little uh, bit for folks. When you first walk into the job, uh, meeting someone for the first time, you have to consider that that first instant like a snapshot of a, of a camera. 55% of the way you present yourself in the way you dress, how comfortable you are in your own skin, how confident you are as a person in your being. Um, 38% is actually your tone of voice. 
Is anybody going to listen to what you have to say? If your tone is aggravating or demanding, nobody's going to listen to you. And only actually 7% is the content. If they haven't bought you on the confidence in yourself and in that invited tone of voice, they're not going to hear a word you have to say. So based on that tone and the harmony in which we set the platform for people to listen to us, can you address that a little for us? Yeah, I think that, you know, there's an idea that we have to be polished speakers or trained and technical, uh, but that's really not what I'm about. Uh, it's, it's about being able to express from a real authentic place. And I think that, that, um, you know, being real isn't about perfection. It's about being you. Honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and our, you know, the, the voice is so much a, a representation of our, our, our identity in the world. When we use it authentically, we bring ourselves completely present, you know. Um, and if we're trying too hard, then, you know, it's all up, it's all up in the head. It's not coming from the heart. And it almost sounds like, you know, a scratch on the record. You know, people know when you're not being real. Uh, you know, we call it, we call it the kind of the used car salesman technique, where you just know it's a pitch and they're ramming it down your throat. Someone who believes in what they're saying. You know, when we talk yeah. to personal branding today in business, it's not about your product. For someone to get to your product or your service, they first got to buy you. Do they want to do business with you? And the only way they're going to decide to do that is if they feel that you are speaking to them and hearing what their needs are. And that comes set into that presence first of the tone. How do you contact mm -hmm. people first, generally either through the Internet or the phone? Mm -hmm. And that voice is going to be, do I want to listen to what you have to say? And do you sound authentic? Do you believe in what you're saying? Would you buy your product yourself? So mm -hmm. it isn't always about, you know, as if, again, when we talk divinity, the divinity isn't all about spirituality as opposed to living in that spirit of authenticity of truth of self. And the voice reflects that. Um, and I, I think you're hitting on something so important that... You know, there's a tendency, there's a there's a danger there of of attempting to manipulate that. Yes. You know, yes. coming across in a certain way yeah. and trying to control. And I think that, um, and for a lot of people, they'll be pulled into that. It's like the image is more important than the authenticity of the message. Yes. Yes. So I, I think there's a it's almost like a, a fork that it could go either way. Yeah. Of course, what you're saying is that we need to, if I understand you, um, we need to harmonize um, with the truth, with our truth. Mm -hmm. That's the only way we can really communicate um, on a pure level. On a pure level, on a level of honesty. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it, I think we've got very much, thank God, at last, to a society where we ain't buying that, folks. And, you know, <laughs> um, you know we, we're not interested in this, you know, you yelling at us to buy something or, you know, manipulating us into buying something in anything in life. I'm not just talking products. I'm talking about in everything. And that we've become that discerning purchaser um, where the people we associate with, the people that we choose to be friends with, um, we want to know that we've understood that time is very precious. And I'm not going to waste time with people that aren't, respectful or embracing of who I am. 
And when we are living in that authenticity and that um, that honesty of self, that love of self, which will project beautifully vibrationally through your tone of voice, when we are living in that, we attract a different type of person around us. And we're just simply, that invitation isn't there for the people that are still trying to impress, uh, you know, out of ego, as, a, as opposed to coming to the table in pure honesty and embracement of who they are. So a lot of what you're teaching is that embracement of self, um, which leads to self-love. And when you place the importance on you, um, you become fruitful and abundant, which then overflows to other people which is very, very different to self-importance, which is generally that ego-driven trying to please everybody and not speaking from your own truth. So tell us, once people have gone through your kind of exercise, you know, what, what, are you, what results have you seen with people that have surprised you? Um, surprised me? Well, you know, um, it depends on what kind of work we're doing together. Like the transformational voice work, um, it's pretty, it can be pretty intense. There's a particular cathartic process and people are purging a lot of stuck energies and emotions through that process and I've had some people actually um, you know have, have um, coughing fits uh, I've had two people actually purge <laughs> as a result of the work um, but the thing is that when they get through that they they discover um, by going through that those shadow places the incredible amount of light mm-hmm that has been contained and, and hidden behind or beneath those energies. Um, and those translate into their lives as is just feeling so much more comfortable in their skin yeah. and being able to uh, confront things that maybe they were a little more timid of confronting at some other point in their life. I've had people who were, um, uh, you know, lifelong stutterers who overcame that, um, that stuttering. Um, and, you know, now I, one in, client in particular is doing a radio show now. Wonderful. So, yeah, you just never know. I mean, you always look at how stutterers can get out there and sing beautifully, like the kid that was on Lorenzo that was on American Idol recently. And, you know, when he got to singing, there was an entire different person coming out of him as opposed to the speaking. And it almost feels that when he was in song, he was in truth of self. And when he was in speaking, he was in expectation of self. And so clearly what you've helped someone do there is find their true voice. And that's from where they're speaking without that living under that expectation anymore. And uh, how wonderful, how liberating. And it's a very proud moment when somebody has a breakthrough, isn't it? It's, it's, it's well, absolutely it's, wonderful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful feeling. Yeah. I know that in any therapy, um, which, you know, you, you're a therapist in a musical way, in any therapy that we always encourage people to write because it's a wonderful way of expressing. Um, have you ever been surprised by, you know, somebody saying, well, I can't write, I can't do this, and then suddenly the words that come out, the expression that comes out is just truly wonderful? That kind of happened to me, actually. <laughs> there you go, you're a client. <laughs> you gave yourself a voice. I do have my client's journal, but, um, you know, they, they typically don't share the journal, so I can't really speak to uh, that. Okay, you should get them to, to you know, write some pieces and share them with each other because that's. Uh, <laughs> I always find that kind of um, when you journal, sometimes you keep it to yourself. It's still a hidden expression, and when you express mm-hmm. it with other people, you're owning it, and in owning it, you can own it or let it go. You know, but you've made that mm-hmm. commitment to it. So, I mean, 
clearly you've done that yourself with your own books. You found a way to yeah. express, and with that, it was giving that permission for you to speak authentically from from your honesty and to express that. And so, um, you know, writing is is another wonderful way to have a voice. As is art, is it not? Um, how many people speak through their art? And uh, you know the expressions and the freedom and the, that inner voice that comes out and that is quite spectacular. Have you found any artists amongst your people? Well, some of the people that I work with are artists, you know. Um, so, but has I have had clients find their art. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Have I had any who've done visual art? I don't think I have. I've had some people discover poetry and other forms of writing. Um, and I've had people discover just a more musical ability and, and desire. So, Do you actually find yeah. that with an artist especially, um, is that they are so expressive through their art that when it comes to actually articulation, you know, speaking with their voice, is that they seem to be completely, you know, befuddled and unable to express themselves, that it all seems to be poured into their art and not into their words. Well, and that could be true. And that's, you know, it's not, um, I don't necessarily see that as a, a, a negative issue. Mm-hmm. If they are still expressing that authenticity, it's coming through their art, then that's their power. I mean, not everybody's going to be, you know, equally comfortable in all aspects no, of their no, life. Definitely not. Uh, definitely so not. It's, it's learning our strengths yeah. and, then, and then using yeah. those strengths. I think that's, that's part of our maturity. And, you know, also I think for people is that don't look to the voice as being the only form of communication. Um, you know mm-hmm. that, uh, again, when we listen to, to music, where be it somebody singing a song or playing music, that is a communication. When we look to the art, it's a communication. Uh, any written word is a communication. Um, and there's many ways of being able to express ourselves and that we don't have to always do it just through the voice and that the voice right. is always vocal and that right. it comes out right. in different ways. Um, I have a, a partner at the present moment who is devising a, a wonderful technique for autistic children and be it a musical language that is going to be done in a very unique way that will allow these kids to actually be able to speak to us through various different tones and musical instruments which we will have to learn. I think society again has this thing is that if you have a voice then speak up what you want to say and we don't allow ourselves to listen to people from their own unique voice in in whatever other way they express themselves because we expect that everybody should just open their mouth and everything that they need comes out and that we should pay more attention to looking to the art or there are other ways of expressing and try and understand what's being said through that rather than mm-hmm. this expectation of an all definition coming from the vocal cords. Absolutely. It's not all about one way. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, again, with the divinity, it's, uh, again, that expression and that practice of it will come out in different ways. Um, and, you know, I love watching people wake up um, and find that divinity in them and the path that it leads them on and when people have been awoken there is it is that knowing this moment there is no going back you know that you're propelled forward and then it's that it's almost like a rebirth watching people rediscover life as it should be and the gifts and the talents and the expression and the purpose that they're here for um, you had your own aha moment was that a particular awakening for you was it something that was always with you that you just developed 
Um, are you referring to the Canada Shea moment? Or, well, um, that was one moment, but you obviously were in seeking of divinity before then. Was it something that you were on that journey and that was a moment that really kind of woke you up? Or did you have an awakening moment that had you seeking more? I've had so many moments <laughs> <laughs> throughout my life. You know, I continue to have moments every day. Uh, yeah, that that particular uh, experience was, set me on this path of voice. So that was a huge moment for me. Um, and I've had so many. I've, um, you know, studied uh, Toltec shamanism for many years and have been on um, many journeys with, with my mentors and teachers. And every single one of those experiences has been an aha moment for me. Would you like to, to explain a little bit more about the tantric shaman? You know, exactly what is it? Why is that different? Well, the, the Toltec uh, are uh, situated in Mexico, um, the indigenous people, um, and Toltecs are considered, they call themselves, artists of the spirit. So um, it's a shamanic tradition, and they just have a way of living their lives with uh, a certain amount of responsibility, self-responsibility, um, that really has, the, the teachings have just transformed my own life so much. It's, it's a part of my own, um, the transformational voice work I do to incorporate a lot of the practices that I learned through that, pra- um, through that tradition. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit different. I'm a kind of, you know, a little aura of people that kind of get that aha moment because for me I was born this way. And I was born uh, a spiritual mm-hmm. person and it was a journey of me living in my spirit and, and for me at that time, more of a, being considered a little strange, uh, which I, I'm probably considered still very strange, but I own it now and I don't run from it um, because I was born in the hippie area, so therefore, you know, clearly if you're spiritual, you're a hippie. And, uh, you know, I think that's what's beautiful about it today. I do many, many a show. Everything I do has to have that core spiritual base, you know, that authenticity, that alignment with soul. Otherwise, I'm afraid you don't get on my show because this is what I'm about. But it, um, I never expected to do so many shows on business where the voice of spirit, yeah, it really surprised me of people leaving corporations and finding that voice, that spirit voice to not to go in a totally different direction, though some have, but also to incorporate everything they know about um, the corporate business, but change it more to heart and soul and bring this new understanding into the corporations. As a, as a better way and a more humane way of doing things. That is, people come first before the prophet. And in doing so, the prophet will be more abundant. And that treat people with respect and individuality, then you will actually have the whole be more cohesive. And it's quite delightful to see this change. And I didn't know it was there until I started doing these shows and the people that were finding me to be interviewed. And it's wonderful to see. In your own practice, are you seeing this? grow more and be more accepting yeah i don't i don't have a lot of corporate clients i've had a couple uh, and and it is really wonderful to see how they are wanting to incorporate these spiritual practices in what they do um you know it 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 goes back to what you were talking about earlier with harmony we are musical vibrational beings so when uh, when someone comes to us and learns this new way of being, they take that resonance with them into their corporate environment, and they affect everybody that they deal with 
um, through through resonance and entrainment. Because when you go and resonate on a positive vibration, negativity doesn't stand out. You know, right. in that empowerment and, and, you know, the show I did before you today, it was all about nickel, Tesla, and energy. The energy that runs through our body, and both in water and in actual energy and vibration. And that by making the energy within our own bodies run at a high frequency, it changes the molecular structure of our whole being. And then resonating that out to other people, you've got this wonderful flow of good vibrations going out there that uh, are so contagious. You know, it's so, it's so hard to bring your great negativity to an arena where everybody's firing at this wonderful high vibration in respect, love, and admiration of each other. It doesn't mean all of the We're not talking sheeple here where you all go in and back together. We're talking about you as a whole individual bringing to the equation you know, the smoker's board, everybody bringing a different dish and everybody experiencing that wonderful uh, taste of life uh, from different perspectives and embracing it. It's really a wonderful era to be in. I often talk about the that each individual voice is unique as a fingerprint and it's part of that bigger puzzle. Yeah. So when everybody brings their full, authentic voice, it completes the picture. Yeah. And yeah. just like an orchestra, right, or you know, or, or like a choir. Um, you know, a choir is not one person; it's that harmonizing of everybody. I love watching show um, the a cappella show, um, sing along. I think, it, or not sing along, sing. I can't remember, but it's the a cappella show. Purely their voices; they are the musical instruments. And you know what they bring, and that harmony, and that depth, and that you know that penetration of those good vibrations is absolutely exquisite. And, uh, okay, yes, it's a singing show, but it's, I think it's more of a harmony show because the harmonizing that comes across is sometimes more beautiful than musical instruments. The tonage that you get there, the way that it embraces you so much. Do you use any um, instruments at all in your, in your um, voice training? Well, I, I have, um, I'm part of the Asheville Sound Collective, and so we provide concerts that are based in toning. We have gongs, um, didgeridoo, drums, bells, tingshas, all the different um, uh, ceremonial instruments and indigenous instruments. Um, provide- Ralph Harris, you're probably young to remember Ralph Harris. Uh, he's an Australian that used to come and play the didgeridoo on TV in his own show, and he introduced that to us, and it was a wonderful instrument. Oh, yeah. And uh, really kind of beautiful sounds from that. And funny enough, I actually have a gong master coming on the show very soon. Oh, yeah, you and, mentioned that. Yeah, the other oh, day. I just, uh, he, he did a 15-minute meditation for us, and we just melted, and he does these whole hour-long ones for people. He does gong parties where people can just chill out and, and listen to this. And just so, again, raising up the vibration, the way those tones get in there. And it's almost like it's... um something going in there and readjusting you, get, you know yes. it's readjusting your psyche your kind of almost your organs and realigning you with the with the, with the sound yeah. vibration and i can fully understand how that is used you know in, in any form of musical therapy because it is wonderful and resonating any yes, i think actually no go, go ahead, ahead. I was just going to say, I think it does reprogram the nervous system, and I think that's what we all need right now because we've been so um, 
so impacted and, and, and um, constantly bara- uh, barraged with uh, energy from, you know, just kind of imbalance in the yeah. world. And you know, with the with the uh, new dimension, we've gone from third to fifth dimension, which has raised the energy up into heart and soul. And uh, so many people are awakening, and they're not sure what they've awoken to. Then <laughs> think feel before uh, they're being hit by this cosmic lightning, where they're waking up, and it's like, what do I do now? What's going on with me? And it's um, and whereas you know, maybe um, you or many other people maybe had a slower journey into it to discover it. It's almost they're on the fast track right now to kind of catch up and live in this vibration. And that people still resonating on that old vibration are just going to kind of afraid fade away because this new vibration isn't just speaking to the head. It's, it's just screaming at the heart and the soul and the expression and all the organs and demanding that we use all of us, every part of us, every living cell of us, uh, to participate in our own lives. Have you got any one particular little instrument that you are particularly fond of that, you know, speaks to you? This thing. <laughs> My <No>. voice. <laughs> so what? You, I, I love songs, too. You know, what, where do you go when you sing? How, how does it make you feel? I consider singing to be like flying. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, singing just gives me wings. I soar. I, I completely leave... Any idea of myself behind, and I am with everything. It's the most enjoyable thing, and that's you know, I mean, not not necessarily when I sing something that's composed, but when I am improvising music. That is the experience I have time and time again. The truth is your voice coming out and expressing feel. Yeah, yeah. It's lovely. Um, you know, I love it uh, when you see. Um, musical artists get together and jam. Oh, yeah, my favorite thing. <laughs> Nobody's following it. If they're just following each other's lead, one plays this, the next one plays that, and oh, my God, it's just musical candy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's just, you know, you can't repeat it. You, if you ask them to do it again, it wouldn't happen. It, they are so in their present, and you're so in there with them that it is, you know, something you take away with you is just... If you don't remember the music, you remember the feeling that it left behind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and how well, like, even when you go back to remembering that time, again, you don't necessarily remember the music, but you go back to feeling that wonderful feeling because of the way it mentioned mm-hmm. that. So we need to get more of those in, don't we? More of those happy moments. And that is happening. That's, you know, the I see that a lot in Asheville. I don't know necessarily of other places, but here... There are a tremendous amount of musicians who are more interested in doing that um, improvisational performance, and I love that. I think that we're moving from performance to transformance and using the audience to create something that we're all part of. Mm, I like that. That's really great. Uh, one of the things that PLV Radio is going to be doing at the weekends is, is having what we call Indie Weekends, where we're going to have DJs from around the world profiling musicians. And playing their music, giving a background story on them, where they are now, obviously how we people get hold of their music. You know, really, not the commercial artists, you know, the artists that are out there just playing their drums, playing local music, but, you know, performing from that heart and soul and get mm-hmm. to the forefront. And I just can't wait for that, to, you know, hear that music that is um, 
that comes from that place because I think it changes all of us. But you are bringing such cool things to people. Thank you so much for your work. I'm bringing everything I like. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the thing about being an owner. I can do that. <laughs> so as I say, I bring the people that inspire me because I know they'll inspire others. The other thing I'm doing, which is another form of voice, uh, is um, reading hour, where actually mm. authors come in and read a chapter from their book and tell everybody about the book, but also people coming and reading children's stories, and uh, and people interviewing old people with the wonderful histories and their journeys. So the weekends are going to be all about entertainment. And so if you ever come across any musicians or anybody that wants to be uh, put up there, please let me know, because this is what it's about. I don't want it just always to be just, you know, bands and musicians, but people like yourself coming on and giving us a demonstration of your song and exactly what it does mean. Because I want everyone to find that voice in some way within them, be it writing, be it speaking, be it just dancing. I used to be a dancer. Uh, you know, dancing for me is when you talked about flying, mm -hmm. I danced, I had wings. Mm. Even though I couldn't jump very high, it didn't matter. My spirit, I was flying. And that music used to just come into me and every, and just let it go, let it do what it wanted to do. And uh, it was a wonderful sense of freedom, definitely. Um, I also love the Koshranas of, of music, uh, you know, Celtic Afro and things like that, where you've mm -hmm. styles together, which is great. So we've got off track, but it's all about the voice. <laughs> <laughs> and having fun. <laughs> fun. And I think games are something... We need to get away from the commercialism of, of, because that always brings you back to what's expected, what sells, what's popular, and into trusting our own expression. And again, it doesn't matter if that music is designed, that comes out of you. You know, it's not for the top 20. It's not for American Idol. It's for you. It's the expression of you. And don't be afraid to go and buy a musical instrument and play it, even if it's badly if it fulfills you yeah. or write something that you know if it's your words and it does something for you or get out and dance uh, you know just or even just going along and being a person that's in the audience as you say that interaction between musicians and being part of it uh, mm -hmm. there's many ways to seek a voice isn't there absolutely as many ways as there are people <laughs> exactly because we're all very great innovators so we can inspire and innovate each other Mm -hmm. It's just the willingness, that permission, to seek our own voice and express it. Would you say that we will do that? How do people get hold of programs that you um, well, I have several websites. I have dlcsco.com, which is d-i-e-l-l-e-c-i-e-s-c-o.com. Um, that is kind of the hub for all my other websites. Um, which include the voice of life, which is all about the transformational voice work and vocal toning. Um, toning for Peace, which is a website about um, creating vocal toning communities. And then there's um, theunknownmother.com, which is my book, um, the, unknown mother um, the Unknown Mother, A Magical Walk with the Goddess of Sound. Um, and um, let's see, I also wanted to mention that I do have a, a new CD coming out with the Pure Heart Ensemble. Wonderful. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be released uh, June 1st here in Asheville, North Carolina. And um, it is uh, both composed pieces and improvised pieces that we recorded. Neat. And very much uh, 
just a, a really important um, important creative project for me um, to release this with um, some very stellar musicians in this area, so I'm looking forward to that. Wonderful. So the great expression there. Uh, can people buy this through your site, or can they get it through Amazon? They can get it. It's called The Bliss of Being, and it, they can get it through richheartmusic.com right now. Um, and eventually um, it'll be available elsewhere. Wonderful. And I'm <laughs> going to have all of this up on the site, radio dash, um, plvradio-com. Everything is going to be up there. Plus, I'll have her books up under my storefront, and uh, you'll be able to hear her show again, and you'll be able to uh, order her books directly from there, and also uh, they're linked directly to the music. So if you didn't get to writing those names down, just go to the plv-radio site, and you'll find it under storefront there, folks. So we've actually got a minute left. What would you like to live, uh, leave with people for, for them to place value on themselves? Yeah, I think there, um, we, we got a lesson somewhere along the line or experience not being heard. And I think part of that permission piece is, you know, we give ourselves permission when we agree to listen to ourselves. When we start to really honor and pay attention to what's true for us. And that that's a part of being able to find that voice and express it. And give it to ourselves that we don't need anybody else to give it to us. The value we place ourselves is the value that people will take us for. When we place that higher value, the people will treat us differently. So, permission to love self is very much there. Um, I've loved so much for being on the show. This has been absolutely great. Um, lots of wonderful information, and I know I'm going to have you back on the round table forum. And um, it's interesting to have the Gong Master and you, and uh, <laughs> who is into uh, a similar thing, and uh, we'll pick a topic that's rather juicy and have all three of you talk. It'll be quite exciting. So, that sounds wonderful. Pay attention to the site, folks. You never know what's going to come your way. And so <laughs> people I'm going to bring to you. So, thank you so much for being on the show, and I look forward to speaking with you again. My pleasure, and thank you so much. Ciao. I'm picking up